So how do you think we do this? I have no clue. I love how we're just both like, yeah, we'll figure it out. So you um, like an intro first, right? Like yeah, welcome. I was reading that like we should have like some intro music and then like da 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 da. Yeah. I look. Hold on. Hold on. Here I am. <gasps> I love it. <laughs> Me and my coffee. I was drinking it and I was like, that's way too loud. I can't drink that on on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> I got my note, my pen. Excellent, yes. I get some notes just in case we need to. Exactly. Awesome. <laughs> We're both like ready to go. Okay. Okay, so. Well, I feel like we should intro the podcast and like say who we are and then talk about the topic. Yes. Okay. So we'll pretend there's some music. And then we're Rose and Dagger podcast, which like that there's not another one. Yeah. That's all. Um, and then betas and beta relationships is what the topic was. Sure. Wasn't that? Okay. I feel like we're going to talk about more than that. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, like, I didn't even know what a beta was when I started writing. Everything I know about writing, I learned from you. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because it's true. Um, I wonder what other people's beta relationships are like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I know that... Maybe we can have, like, a call out for people to, like, tell us. Yeah, like, I know that Kim and... I think Kim and Maggie, theirs is a lot like ours. Yeah, I think so. Where it's, like, they just... It's throughout the whole process. Yeah. I feel like mine, like, it, like, totally depends on the thick. Okay, wait, let's, let's do a, like, welcome to the podcast. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Okay. Who speaks first? Maybe you should speak first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, hold on. All right, let me think. Okay, so I'm Lauren. And my URL is Kings of Everything, formerly Full on Larry. And, then and you Nick. are? Nick, and my URL is Lou and Has AF. And then on AO3, I am Yes is a World. Because I could not make things simple and have them the same in both places. <laughs> a lot of people do that. I think that that's another fandom change mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Like that, some of the older writers in the fandom that they it's so it's like a different, completely different, and then they have to say this is me. Yeah, yeah. Because when I did it, I wasn't sure how much, how long I was going to be in the fandom, or like I kind of wanted it to be like more evergreen, I guess. But now I've been in the fandom a long time. <laughs> Oh, right. Um, and then mine, I like made it like the most Larry as possible first. And then I only made that account when I wrote that first fic. Yeah. Cause like, um, I think I can't remember if I had an AO3 for reading and commenting before that, or if I changed it at that point, I may have changed it, but I don't remember. I don't know what it would have been before that. Yeah. Um, I literally can't remember. Wow. It's been a long time. But yeah, a lot of people, um, I was, I also went back through my, um, my asks and stuff where I had tagged them like writing stuff or writing help again, tagging. Ooh, we should do a tagging one, a tagging, yeah. where we talk about tagging fix. Yeah. Yep. Um, cause I keep, you know, it's about writing, and then I don't know how to answer them, but I send them to you. <laughs> and then it's like a group effort. To <laughs> like, how do you write a fic? I have no idea. So, um, but that's what this podcast is about. That is right. It is writing a fic. Anyone can write a fic. It's true. It's very true. And it, I think that we've talked about a lot in our, fa- in our, in the chat, um, in the fat bird chat about, um, which, I mean, that's the best name for a chat ever, but uh, about the uh, the expectation 
for like hits and kudos mm -hmm. and stuff and how it's so skewed and that people expect so much more than what they should out of a fic, especially when they first start posting. Yeah. Um, there's that one post with the, with the percentages and stuff. So much that we can talk about. What were we, what do we say we're going to talk about? Point of view. Yep. That was one thing. And then I think, yeah, I think that once this like launches, then we put out a call and people can write in and ask. Also, yeah. hopefully people will want to know things. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? Imagine us posting it and like, it's just friends that listen to it. And they're like, you guys really should have done that. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I want to talk about point of view. I do. Because I think that uh, there were a lot of things about, about reading fix that I didn't um, pick up on until I started writing fix. Mm -hmm. yep. Like I never noticed um, when uh, the point of view would really, I never noticed how it pulled me out of a fic until I like knew what that meant. Right. And uh, I never really paid attention to um, point of view switches until I started writing and I think it was the first fic where I did the alternating point of views and you were like you're head hopping and I'm like yeah. googling it off the side <laughs> what does that mean um because I think for me when I started reading because okay when I was like 15 I started reading erotica mm -hmm. like like uh you know like Anais Nin and stuff like that um and so I felt like I was already exposed to like the porn side of, <laughs> of fic, you know, um, but I'd never read fic until I think I read my first fic probably years before fandom. And it was a really poorly written uh, dreary fic. Mm. I don't remember anything else about it. I just remember reading it going, Ooh, and then like fan fiction sucks. Yeah. I feel <laughs> totally. like I had no, like it took me so long to get into the concept of like being able to write fan fiction because I just had in my head of like what popular media tells you it is, which is it's all crap and terrible and blah, blah, blah. yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all um Fifty Shades. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I definitely didn't didn't I remember writing one story when I was maybe like fourteen. Mm -hmm. Um, and I illustrated it as well. I think maybe I was younger than that because I think I was into reading the babysitters clubs books then. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like, Oh, I guess I was like self insert babysitters club fan fiction. Cause I was a babysitter and I did it illustrated my own uh, story. I was pushing a grocery cart through a group like that had aisle with canned goods. And, um, but I don't remember anything about the story other than I was like babysitting and there were like, you know, hijinks and stuff. And then it was just one of those things where like, well, you know how I am when I write and I'm like, please tell me this isn't horrible the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I never had anybody to do that when I was younger. So I was just like, this is crap. I threw it away. Never wrote anything again. And then like, um, I told you about my experience in school, um, but to answer the question about starting late, I never wrote when I was younger, really, because I didn't think that I was, uh, didn't think that I was talented enough. Um, I'd been told that I was not a good writer. Um, and so I just never thought of it as something that I would want to do. Like, I knew there were times when I was like, oh, it'd be really neat if I could, like, write a book or write a story. But psh, that's talented people you know but I can do some math you know <laughs> math it up um so I didn't write my first story until I was almost 40 yeah. right yeah because yeah. it was almost coming up on three years yeah so three years ago I wrote my first fan fiction because you wrote a fic and I didn't know that you wrote mm -hmm. you what pinch hit that story for yeah. For the, Is that a thing for Tabby or somebody? Yeah, it was for it was for Lacey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So I did, yeah, I did my first. Um, so I had wanted to write. Anyway, yeah. So then I wrote. That was the the first like fan fiction thing I wrote. 
Um, and I was so nervous about it, like really, really nervous about it. I had like, getting back to the topic of betas, I had like five betas because I was so nervous about it. They'll <laughs> <laughs> see, I can't imagine having that many people read my stuff and be critical about it. And even in a, you know, I mean, you're like the nice person about beta stuff. Um, it, and I think we, part of our beta relationship is, um, we're so similar and that we get each other's jokes and things. And so like, it doesn't, I, I've never taken anything personally that you've said because it totally makes sense to me in my head when you're like this, you know, this little bit, you know, or this does this, or you should delete this part or stuff like that. I'm just like, yes, that makes total sense to me. So it's, it, I can see how if someone wasn't comfortable with their beta, like, I don't know that I would feel comfortable with anybody else. I wouldn't trust them. I would be like, Nick, <laughs> Nick, look at this comment. What do you think of that? Um, and I've come to trust, um, like KK, mm-hmm. um, who uh, is Brit picks for me when I need a Brit picker, and she always will like double check um, grammar and stuff, right. uh, just in case. Like if she picks up like a like a missing comma or anything random, and then, uh, oh wait, I just almost said PhD mama forget some people don't use their names um on the internet we should give her a fake name (laughs) i don't know what to call you um and i you know and i trust her too uh yeah sure but like for i could see how being new like i feel like my situation is really unique because um i already had a beta before i even wrote anything yeah um so maybe one thing we should talk about is like finding a beta. Yeah. I think if, if I didn't have you, it hypothetically wanted to write something, uh, I would have gone for uh, just a friend mm-hmm. who um, could catch grammar. I don't know that I would have thought about um, story help or yeah. plot help. Um but I don't even think, I didn't think of that in the beginning either. It wasn't something that, you know, crossed my mind, but it's just something that developed yeah. um, between yeah. us. Yeah, I feel really lucky because, like, my first beta, um, because for the for that, um, for the summer exchange, or no, for the spring exchange that I, that I pinch hit for, um, they had put out, like, a list of betas that you could, like, reach out to if you needed one. Um, and so I reached out to one who... Um, uh, because of her name, I had a PhD in it as well. Um, I thought that she would be an adult. <laughs> <laughs> a grown up. Yeah, I was like, oh, look, another grown up that I for sure know as a grown up. Um, and so I reached out to them. Um, and that just, it just, it, it worked. We just clicked. And she's been my beta like for years. Um, she's sort of fallen out of the fandom now, so not so much at the moment, but, um, it's, I feel really lucky that like it just sort of happened that way. Cause I know a lot of people do struggle with like finding a beta who sort of like gets their work and is on the same wavelength and like, um, isn't, um, they're able to take their critiques without, without feeling like it's personal or without, right. Um, I don't know. Cause I think that's, um, I think like the anxiety and fear of being like corrected and stuff is like a big yeah thing, you know? Yeah, I can, I think, well, like I was saying about go with like a, who is it? Someone in our chat, uh, I want to say it's Molly, but I could be totally wrong. Their normal beta is not in the fandom. Might not be Molly. Might be Carrie. Somebody, it doesn't matter who it is. But yeah. like the, the person that betas for them is just a friend that they trust. Mm-hmm. And and I think when people come in there asking for beta, that's another thing. What does that mean to yeah. That? Because to me, um, going into it and not knowing what that meant. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, a beta is somebody who is going to grammar, spelling, punctuation, stuff, sentence structure. But also, you know, tell me when, like, <laughs> is Vampire Harry going to die of a broken leg? No, <laughs> you know. Like, how many, like, like literally, how many random people, if I had to ask them to beta that story for me, would have just, like you know, fix the comma and moved on, you know? Yeah. 
<laughs> not everybody's going to be like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, and so, like, to me, a beta relationship is what, uh, it's so funny, the whole uh, ABO thing. <laughs> I'm like alpha because when I, I there was that uh that that's what that before I guess fan fiction and everything when it was still mainly on live journal that that was what they called uh the person who like does what like right. what you do with me um yeah. and then they'd have people who would beta who would come in and do like the grammar and stuff and then the alpha person is the person who is like helping with plot and structure and stuff like I could literally never write a fic without your help I would um it would go off the rails I would end up like telling a different story it would never there would never be a conclusion to anything (laughs) I would forget side plots you know um like I think I had like three extra side plots in the um the ABO fic that I wrote that we were yeah and it was just like, throw them out. We don't need this mess. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, so when people go looking for a beta, to me, I would look for someone that I already knew mm-hmm. and trusted. And then I would say, you know, like, how's your grammar? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, well, how are your grammar skills? What do you think about, you know, baiting? I don't think people really realize how long it takes to... Yeah. Whenever I get asks about betas, Mm -hmm. one of the things, or if I see a post where someone's asking for a beta, they're always very vague. And I always say, you need to include about how long the fic is going to be, what the pairing is, Mm -hmm. if there are any major, like, things that might, yeah, like, not necessarily trigger someone, but, like, um, I remember someone asked me to beta a fic that had, like, uh, Harry was just, like, a jackass, and I, I, I think maybe there was cheating, and I was like, I just, I can't, yeah. you know, um, and so when you're, you can't just say I need a beta, because what if it's, like, what if you have, like, 200,000 words, like, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a commitment, yeah. um, and but I do think it's like, important, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. There's like a, like, um, you know, like with you and I, how, you know, I sort of function maybe more as an alpha where I'm, I'm there every step of the way and like reading so much like Meryl Harold, I read six times <laughs> at least, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like over a hundred thousand words, <laughs> you know, like that's obviously going to be like a bigger commitment that you're asking of somebody than like, um, you know, if you have like a 10 K thing that they're just like checking commas with, you know? Yeah, and also what kind of fic is it? You know, like yeah. if it's ABO fic, does the person know ABO? If it's vampire fic, like what is your vampire mythology? Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Uh, but I think most people think beta grammar sentence structure. They don't think about the, the other stuff. Yeah. I think for some, and I think it's true for both of us too, that some fics are more important to us. Um, yeah. And that like... Like, the three fics that I posted recently were all short, mm-hmm. um, super fast betas, um, because they were just for fun, and there wasn't really a point to them, right. you know? Like, it yeah. wasn't, it didn't take a lot for me to write them, yeah. which isn't true, because <laughs> it didn't take a lot for me to write them, but mentally, it wasn't, like, exhausting. Like, Merrill yeah. Harold was really tiring. Yeah. Um, uh, Heading for Limbo was really hard. That, yeah. I think, is the hardest fic for me ever as far as uh, writing so yeah. far, just cause it's, you know, more personal. Um, but so that's another thing. Like people are like, Oh, I need a beta, but what sort of beta do you need? Cause a lot of people go into writing and they're just like, you know, they want to write some smut, which is great. Go for it. Go nuts. Um, <laughs> nuts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> penis jokes. Um, uh, but then a lot of people, like, not a lot of people, some people are more into, like, writing, you know, character character development and the plot. <laughs> what is a plot? Yeah. That's a whole episode. Yeah, um, yeah. It is plot. <laughs> so I think finding a beta, first find one that you know and trust, mm-hmm. and then go from there rather than just, you know, unless you're just looking for grammar and sentence structure help. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that's a really, you know, when you're asking for a beta, being very clear about what it is that you want, because some people just want grammar. They don't want to be, you know, quote unquote, like criticized for, or they don't want to be given like any ideas or, you know, any, whatever, um, which is perfectly fine. Like if that's all they want, obviously that's fine. Um, but then some people want a more in-depth, like, tell me whatever you think should be changed and then I can, you know. And I think on the beta hand, like, giving giving that advice, I think you have to be, um, I think you have to be really aware that it's, like, somebody else's work. And... That's why I don't like to beta. Yeah, and it's, like, you can't, um, like people's writing styles are very different. And so you don't want to like step over their writing style. Like, like Yeah. Like sometimes if I'm, if I'm baiting for somebody new, sometimes I'll read the whole fic like first, just to get a sense of their, like, like the, the rhythm of their writing before I go in and start to change it. Because otherwise I'll like just change it all to what, how I would write it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so you want to make sure, like, if you're betaing for somebody that you're not um, just changing it to how you would do it, but, like, taking their style into account. And then, um, like, for me, it's really important that the person I'm betaing for knows that, like, that I'm aware that it's their fit, that it's their baby, and I'm just here, like, offering support and, like, help and, like, my feelings would like never be hurt if somebody rejected. I once baited for someone and they literally rejected every single one of my suggestions. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, you know, but at least, you know, if nothing else, I feel like that gave them like, you know, if I, if I'm rejecting someone's suggestion, it's not because it was a bad suggestion per se, you know, a lot of times it could just be like, okay, well now I've thought about this and like, I want my fic to do something else or be, you know, um, also, I've, I've rejected stuff before that I didn't actually reject, but I just, like, rejected it and then just corrected it manually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not, like, intentionally, but... Yeah. So that happens, too. It's yeah. definitely... I mean, and I have only... What, I baited for Lane, and I baited, baited for Re. Her... Um, she deleted all her fix, though. That makes me really sad. Um, her uh, fix for... 50 reasons, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, because now we only have 49 in the collection. Yeah. Boo. Um, but yeah, like, that was an experience for me, because that, I think, was the first time I baited was free. And um, so I had to kind of ask her what she wanted from me. Like, do you want me to help you with the story here or um, or what, you know? Um, and so there was a little bit like give and take where it was like, I didn't know what she wanted, but then once she explained, we were able to work together to do it. Mm -hmm. um, but I did the same thing. I read the whole thing first. Um, I've lost track of whatever I was saying before that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just good. <laughs> it's too early. Yeah. Been up since five. Yeah. You were up early today. I saw. I was up at like five thirty, And then I fell back asleep for a little bit, but yeah. I fell so early last night, so that's why. I love how we're both adjusting to our meds. Exactly. <laughs> 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 oh, it's like we're 80 years old, 7.30 at night, time to go to sleep. Exactly. <laughs> oh, All right, what should we talk about now? So, I want to talk about point of view, unless you have something that's more interesting. Well, I think, do you have any... Um, and again, I think it might be a little bit different since since you and I are kind of on the same wavelength most of the time. But as far as like that anxiety of like being corrected and having somebody like judge your fic before it's like out in the world, do you have like um, sort of suggestions to deal with that? Or like the process of like handing your fic over to a beta and like how stressful that can be? Let's see. Yes, I can compare it to handing it over to uh, PhD mama mm -hmm. that way. Uh, because um, not that I was necessarily or am necessarily afraid of her uh, suggestions, um, 
but it's uh, it does give me a little bit of anxiety because um, what if there's something huge that we both missed, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And then, ah, what do we do? Um, I think that if you if your beta is someone that you trust, then your anxiety level is going to go down from from that. And if but if you if you are um, if it's just someone that you kind of don't really know, I can totally see how that would stress you out. I have to sit there and go, it's just a story, mm-hmm. you know, um, I can always change it. And, um, she wouldn't be doing this for me if she didn't like me. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and want the best, um, you know, out of my writing. And I think that it's hard for people to see that that's what your beta really wants is the best story from you, that it's not a criticism in the sense that it's a negative thing. It's to help you. Um, And I think that's where the boundaries come in, where if you don't want that kind of help, then you have to set that boundary from the beginning um and oh I wonder isn't there a I think there's a list somewhere that it's like things to ask your beta yes I've never used I've seen it but I've never like formally used it yeah and me neither because I feel like everything on there is stuff that you do automatically um but it's like not necessarily things to ask your beta but things to ask yourself mm-hmm. as far as what you want from your beta and as long as you have a boundary and you know that like this is what you want from your beta and they know that that's what you want, then I think the anxiety level is, I think the anxiety probably comes from the unknown. Right. Exactly. And so if you have more of like a a boundary with your beta or like a understanding of what they're supposed to be doing or what you're supposed to be doing, then it's less, um, would make you less anxious about it. Would make me less anxious about it. Yeah. Um, So like what you were saying about how there's fix that you like, care more about and you put like more of yourself into it I'm always far more nervous about handing those over to a beta where it's like like because you feel like you've poured so much of yourself into the fic it's like harder to I think separate sometimes oh yeah because you're being personally judged (laughs) yeah and smut too like I feel like that's a big thing too is like like getting smut beta is stressful (laughs) And uh, the funniest thing to me about about smut bait, well, the, the getting smut bait, when I write it, I, like, don't read back over it because I embarrass myself. So it's yeah. just like, what do I send it to? And I'm like, I don't know how many limbs there are. <laughs> like, please count the penises, you know? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I can't imagine there being more than two people involved because, yeah. like, all the arms and legs and stuff. Yeah. The only thing, like... But you know what? Honestly, the smut, as far as uh, that doesn't embarrass me so much. Um, the like, I keep going back to heading for limbo in my head um, because so much of that was, you know, so personal. Um, you know what's so funny? And like, hello, everyone that might be listening to this, but the person who sent me that email that like sent me into, remember my friend that you remember oh. me telling you? Yeah. Um, they just had another baby. Did I tell you this? Oh. Yes, I did. Like, it's so crazy. I'm like, congratulations. Yay. Stay in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come over here. Um, yeah, I love him to death. And his wife. Um, though we've never met. Uh, but um, it's so personal. And that, that was the part, the emotional part was what scared me about that even with you, because you knew the whole story, like even before it was written, mm-hmm. um, but it was still like, um, like I'm being personally judged for my personal actions and things like that. Um, so yeah, the more, the more, the closer you are to the story, I guess, yeah. the more um, anxious you can be. But as long as you trust your betas. Mm-hmm then you should be okay. So I think trust is the biggest thing. Because yeah. even PhD mama, like I cry mm-hmm. <laughs> writing like, like 
when I was editing the last few chapters of that, it was like, it was just such an emotional experience. Um, and I can't imagine doing that with anybody other than like you or her. Um, otherwise it would have been very strange, probably. <laughs> I can imagine like some random person like, okay, Lauren, hmm. yeah. all right. Um, I wanna, what do you think? When, when, when did you start writing? Um, I mean, I'm sort of um, one of those people who's been writing, like, literally for as long as I can remember. Um, like, I've just always really liked writing. Um, I remember there was a story that my next-door neighbor wrote, like, this, like, alien story, and I loved it. And then I came home, and I wrote, like, the same story, basically. Nice. So Fan fiction of friend fiction. Yeah, and I showed it to my mom, and she was like, oh, it's great, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, hours later, I went and, like, confessed to her how I had just, like, stolen my friend's, like, story, and it wasn't really my story. Our neighbor. Um, so I suppose great. I've always written, like, uh, other people's stories. But, um, yeah, and then I um, took, like, creative writing and stuff in college, Um and I had, I had a, one of my uh, creative writing teachers actually was like, oh, you should submit this to like a literary magazine at some point. And I didn't know like what that meant. Like I wasn't part of like the literary world in any way. Cause I was getting my degree in something else. And, um, so I, I didn't like understand like what she was saying. Um, anyway, then years later I hadn't, I hadn't written for a while and I really, I missed writing and I missed having like a writing community. So I went and I got my um, MFA in writing um, in creative writing and fiction. Um, spent a whole lot of money. I'm about to finish paying off <laughs> my student loans. This, finally. Um, it's a stupid amount of money. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> But it got me, it got me writing again. And I had a writer's group and I found people who I trusted with my writing and who, um, you know, I, I was just writing again, which was really, it was, it was worth it. And, you know, it was worth it. I liked that process a whole lot. Um, but then I got pregnant and I had a kid and then I stopped writing for years. Um, and um, mentally, I don't do well when I'm not writing. Um, I think there's something about the process of like shutting out the rest of the world and like focusing on something and like, you know, it's sort of like figuring out a puzzle in a way, like all the pieces that need to fit together and the right words. And I don't know, I think it just, it does, it makes my brain happy being able yeah. to space. And so, um, but I didn't, but at that point then I only knew about like the publishing world and like writing like highbrow literary nonsense or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, that's a great name for a podcast <laughs> um yeah so I wrote I was I was pen palling with one of my uh MFA friends and I was like I have a confession like I'm kind of thinking about getting into fan fiction it's really good but, and I'm like justifying it like in all these reasons right and she was like it's amazing you should absolutely write it I write it you know she's like a published author and you know I'm just like oh, I didn't realize, you know. Yeah, because you don't know that. Yeah, and then once I started, like, sort of, like, telling, like, a few people in real life that I was going to write it, like, my sister, like, a bunch of other people were like, oh, yeah, I read fan fiction. And I was like, I didn't realize that, like, everybody reads fan fiction. Like, I just I know, it's great. My kids read fan fiction. Of course, it's G-rated. Yeah. Um, And they, you know what, Uh, they, um, they role play their uh their dialogue and stuff so So that it's this is so funny they do it so that it's natural and then they write it down which is something that like you have said before about reading stuff out loud yep when you're editing to make sure that it sounds right yeah um sort of on that same topic i know i've told you that the twins have been listening to books on audible Mm -hmm. And I I feel like maybe I shouldn't call out the specific author, but you know what they've been listening to. Um, The repetition of words, like, uh, in a a not good way. Like, um, uh, there was... (laughs) 
I want to say, like, specifically. Um, it was the fourth book in a series, and it was an action sequence. And the the amount, first the book is written in past, um, which is, you know, fine. Uh, but then the the action, instead of, like, his lungs burned with effort. Mm-hmm. It, his lungs were burning with effort. Every verb was, was, and were. Um, and I don't remember what that's called. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> perfect is with the had, right? Okay. It's, it's passive. It's passive versus passive. active. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's what it, it didn't feel like. It felt like there were so many extra words that were unnecessary that the the action would have been better helped had those been left out. You know, um, his lungs burned. He kicked his feet. You know, um, people are going to know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm like, I know this scene. But the whole time I was listening to it, because they, you know, were playing with play and were listening to it, um, I was, like, mentally correcting this, like, you know, billions of books selling like there's so many copies of this and I'm like this is crap <laughs> like so Nick needs to read this in like beta because this is just boring for me um so I think that reading aloud is a really good idea a longer fix god I can't imagine reading like 100k out loud but even the dialogue I do that for myself when I'm writing it which um just want to sound it, want it to sound more, you know, real. Mm-hmm. And I've distracted myself from the original point again. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Oh, you were talking about your writing and how oh. you started back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm so glad um, that you like just stumbled into like fan fiction like that. Because imagine if you didn't. <laughs> Life would be so different. Yeah, it is. It's crazy to think about how um, not only writing, but like the whole community of writers that I've found in this fandom has been like so incredible. Yes, we're very lucky. I like trying to explain it to other people when they realize that like we we have like a group of what, like maybe 15 of us now between 15 and 20 of us that we talk every day. Yeah. Um, but it's not just like friend stuff, you know, we support each other. And that's, I think the most important thing is to have someone there that's supportive of you, whether it's in your real life or um, I can't imagine being like alone and writing and not having someone there to like cheer me on or whether it's like a nons who's sending asks or just friends who are like, you know, yay, or I can't wait to read what you've written, you know, yeah. that excitement really feeds into it and it helps a lot. Yeah. And that's what, that's, you know, another thing a beta can do is really just function as like a cheerleader, you know, at certain points. Like I know I've definitely sent stuff off and I've just been like, you know, it's not even a thousand words. It's just like the very beginning. And it's like, can you just tell me that this is good and pat me on the back and tell me to keep going? <laughs> like, that's, me. that's me with everything I write. Yeah. Read this and tell me it's not crap. Yeah. Because I think um, it's like you can get in your head and overthinking. And then I get like nervous about things. And I'm like, I just need someone to tell me like, yeah, just keep going. Like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just keep writing. Yeah. Just keep swimming. Um, but being a new, older writer... Let's see, who else is, um, I'm trying to think of who else. Well, I wonder what her specific question is. Let's see if she, no one has, uh, no one has um, elaborated. Experience about starting writing as an adult rather than have been writing. Okay. I don't understand the question. Experiences. Other than I didn't really know what I was doing at all. I don't know. I think maybe that's a good thing to go into it, not knowing what you're doing at all. Cause then you have no like preconceived notion of what you're supposed to be doing. Um, uh, I think I started off, (laughs) I read my earlier fix. Sometimes I edit them. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, like I think we all start off kind of not copying, but mimicking some of the things that we read in fic. And that's where, um, tropes come from I guess 
and uh, and then certain things that are just kind of fandom specific. Um, uh, to our fandom, Louis being small, um, Harry and his big hands, um, and his big penis. Um, <laughs> um, uh, other like it's like the smut will go through like cycles where like every fic that comes out has rimming <laughs> you're like you know it's not that common <laughs> like I feel for these kids who are like you know like 18 and like reading fic or writing fic and like do they really think that there are that many people who are into yeah licking someone else's butt no <laughs> The list is not that long um but then you get yeah you like I remember in my our in my earlier fix where I I read over one the other day and I used the word wank and it's not a British fic oh. but it's just from like and I but it's so funny to me that neither one of us got it exactly. <laughs> I have to go in and fix it figure out what trick it was and then fix yeah. it um and, uh, but I think it was more like, I didn't realize, I just also just thought, I mean, with slang, you know, yeah. it changes. Do people even use the word slang anymore? I don't know. But it changes and it evolves. And so, like, I'm sure that, you know, I mean, like, we say wank now and we're not British. So, like, in, you know, a few years, it may be normal to read that and, like, and Americanize. I think also, um more writers in our fandom are um like not that they're not american necessarily but the percentage of british writers to writers from elsewhere in the world is smaller than it used to be i think the fandom was yeah a lot a lot more british and most of the fix were set in england and um and the boys which i mean obviously they are yeah <laughs> but um but then, you know, you write what you know, and, you know, what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone lives in South Carolina in my universe, but... Yeah. And I just think it's so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard for setting something there, because then you have to find not only a beta, but a brick picker. I mean, you don't yeah. have to, but I like to, you know? And then just adds, like, an extra layer of, like, complexity, you know? Yeah. I was talking, I really... to, I was, I was talking to KK about this, actually, because we... Uh, when I was, I was baiting something for her and I kept not knowing if it was like something that should be changed or like a British thing. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm still, like, I don't like, I'm going to flag this, but obviously like, don't change it. If it's something that like makes sense in England and I'm just like, not aware. <laughs> Some of the stuff when she did uh, secondhand and wines, um, it'll be like, like little, Oh, idioms and things that, that don't translate. Um, and then you have to like figure out how to say the same thing, you know, or try to explain what you're actually saying to, you know, and to sort of translate it, but it doesn't translate like lost mm -hmm. in the translation. Um, and then uh, the other, uh, let's see, what was it? The idioms, the good thing that I, the thing that I really liked was because it was set in um in donny most of oh, it yeah. you know uh, oh i like the rainbow stripes on your sleeve oh, Those are nice. <laughs> but um yeah like uh it, to have her like there to just say like yes this is okay and yes this is you know um this is a thing that would happen and stuff like that um it was it was you know much easier for me there's also like a scene where in the end where um when harry gets upset and thinks that louis doesn't think he's gonna wait and he runs off and he's running there's like the whole pavement sidewalk thing mm -hmm. yes because <clears throat> he was actually uh like running down the the street and there was like a thing where she was like okay well don't call it pavement here call it something else because otherwise it was just going to confuse everybody. Right, yeah. I can't remember what it was. That was a useless example. <laughs> <laughs> um, I keep, like, I keep getting away from the being a new writer thing. Um, 
and I, I guess I would like more specific. So that's something to ask anyone who might be listening to us. Uh, more specific questions for uh, if you are new to writing in general. Um, because I feel like I could answer questions if they were more specific. Um, like, um, you know, like I didn't know Google Docs um, yeah. and the way that Google Docs worked um, and that you could share it. Um, there's so like the technical side to writing, not the actual writing, but like, you know, the. We, yeah, maybe we should do someday like a, like a one again episode on like the writing tools. Like, oh, yeah. OK, we can talk about Scrivener. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I did secondhand of wines in that one completely. Mm -hmm. That's like the only fic I think I've written completely in that. Um, I don't like that they're, I can't do it on my phone. That's the thing that drives me nuts about that yeah. because I will, I'm sitting there on the couch <laughs> crocheting yesterday and like got up and, um, oh gosh, names. was like, I don't want to say my kids' names. I'm like, husband, my husband was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I got an idea. And he was like, go, go, go. <laughs> like running through the house with my phone like slam the door and like start recording and like started talking about the um the fic idea that I had yesterday and it's like um to have people excited for what you're doing and to support you is so important yeah um, but like I, I you know to have that ability to like record what you're saying like that's another tool I guess sometimes I will use voice to myself um, if I'm, if I think I'm having an idea, but I also think it might not go anywhere, um, I will record it myself and not send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll like record it and then listen to it. And if it does make sense, like usually I'll like type something out and send it to you. But if I listen to it and I'm like, no, I'll just like <laughs> delete. That never happened. <laughs> Where are we now? What's on our list? We have a list. Um, I think I think we probably covered everything beta-wise that was on our list. Yeah, and like <clears throat> we were saying, we want people to ask more specific questions about writing, being new to writing. We're not planning to talk about any fix specifically other than our own. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. We want questions about, we can answer questions about anything that's writing related. I think not that anyone needs to take our word as gospel because. No, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially there's, me. I think there's a lot of people who want to write and who feel like they can't or don't know how to start or like it feels really daunting. And I think we just sort of wanted this podcast to be a like, Here's ways to make it easier for you. Yeah, it's accessible. Yeah. I don't want, I was reading a post about, um, there's so many things that I should really like or reblog that I don't. And then I'm sitting here going, there's this post somewhere on someone else's blog <laughs> that I read. Um, about, maybe, maybe we can reblog them to the Rose and Dagger podcast. There we go. Um, oh, that's, we have a URL. Yes. Rose and daggerpodcast.tumblr.com um what was it oh it was about constructive criticism and um oh god accessibility gatekeeping yeah. and how um sometimes criticism not constructive because the definite okay i'm gonna have to go find this because i think it was on like an actual published author's page that I follow who also writes fan fiction. And they were saying that constructive criticism means that the criticism comes during the construction of the thing. Oh, yeah. And that once it's been constructed, your criticism is just criticism and it's not asked for. And in a way it's gatekeeping. You're saying you're not good enough to publish your fic, you know, or um, you're not good enough to post your fic. 
Um, and I, I, I can see that. Like, I can, if you're not asking for any kind of criticism, like there are authors in our fandom, you know, Kara, uh, caramelized, which she mm-hmm. hasn't written in forever. Um, she would ask for, uh, criticism, like mm-hmm. for, you know, if you see anything or if you have any suggestions, stuff like that. Um, but she'd ask for it in the notes in the ba- in the bottom notes of, um, mm-hmm. her fic. Um, <laughs> should we do a top bottom? <laughs> <laughs> The top bottom debate. <laughs> the top bottom. Jesus is the bottom. <laughs> um. So so funny. I know that was one of my best. Yeah. And I didn't even, and I wasn't sure about it too. See, that's another thing. Everybody loves that line, and everybody's been laughing about it and commenting on it, and like that was the best thing. And what I wrote it, and immediately messaged you like, I think I may have crossed the line. <laughs> I don't know if this works. Like, is this crap? Immediately, like, texting Emu, like, does Molly, is Molly, like, really religious? Is she going to be offended? But it, you know, it works. Um, yeah, sometimes you got to take the risk to get the reward. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's that's something, like, for people to ask. So we want people to ask us questions. Yeah. We will not say your name if you don't want us to. You can send asks to the podcast blog or to either of us, but I think it would be best to send it to the podcast because we want to build that up more. Right. Um, and uh, and that way either of us can answer because, um, you know, one of us, you might be working. It's not like I'm doing anything. <laughs> You might be working and not able to answer where I could answer, or I might be, you know, like, I don't know, on a plane, hiding in my closet <laughs> with the door shut. Um, uh, and if people, like, so what do people want us to talk about subject-wise, specific questions that they want us to answer if we can, and um, maybe, like, how often do they, like, not that anyone is going to be, like, deciding that for us, but what is the length of a podcast that people want to listen to? Exactly. And, um, obviously, I don't think they can decide how often we do that, because, you know, we have have lives. Right. We do have lives for the (laughs) ones that think that we don't. (laughs) It's called a queue. (laughs) We post when we're not around. Um, I love my Q. Me too. I love my Q tag. It's one of the best things about my blog, I think. Because every time I see one of my Q posts, it's Q, Q, Q. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think of chicken and chili. <laughs> I'm like, pew, pew, pew. Um, now, let's see. What else? So we will be... Oh, and also, here's another thing for people to tell us. Where do they listen to their podcasts? Yes. This is our first time doing anything like this, so we don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what we're doing at all. But I feel like that about writing as well. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. another thing. I think a lot of people really think that we know what we're doing, and we don't. Don't. You gotta fake it till you make it. I mean, how many... I don't know about you, but I think that I have probably 150,000 words worth of fix that haven't been finished and probably never will be. Yeah. Um, and that happens too. All right. Can you think of anything else? Or are we done for today? I think we're done for today. Oh, wait, wait, we have to sign off. Oh yeah. All right. So <clears throat> this has been the Rose and Dagger podcast with Lauren and Nick. And everything. I'm sorry. And Nick Lewin has F. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Okay. <laughs> Bye.